Hello, my fellow spirits, demons, and cryptids. I'm delighted that you've come. I have a story to tell you, something that happened long ago. Or recently. It's difficult to tell what with time being a figment of our imagination. Even so, allow me to be your narrator. Your guide to a place similar to ours, filled with people similar to you, as they face the strange, the dangerous, and the mysterious. Make sure you're comfortable, but not too comfortable. And if you feel something watching you, don't worry. That's completely normal. My angel has left me. Here I lie, caged among the souls I've created out of malice and out of joy, trapped within my own mind, with my own children. There are nights where I feel so ill that I cannot bear the thought of walking, but still, like a sailor bound to the siren of the canvas, I am summoned to paint. Now that I have known the sun, I feel cold here among the darkness when before I found it cozy. My dear angel, why have you come to hate me? Why did you cast your halo of light to burn and singe me with such wrath? You named me murderer. You threw flames at the only thing I loved almost as much as you. Have I driven you mad? Am I to blame? I see your likeness in the prime, latest fairy tempera, frozen in time, the lady I dare not call Angel. I feared you back then. I worried that should I hold you, your light would scorch my cold hands, but instead I have made you brittle and turned you to ash. You gave me only warmth and brilliance. You had turned your diamond eyes toward me in awe of my passion and desire, but the last I saw them, your eyes had turned tired and cold. You could not say you didn't fear me. You said nothing when I asked. Only I can be to blame. You came to me in purity, and I stamped out your fire. I caged you here, with me among the darkness. My dearest wife, my lovely angel, now you are gone forever. I awake to the scream of the doorbell. My bones ache, my body shivers, and yet I go to greet him. Mr. Till, thank you for seeing me again. Mr. Rickson, he called to me. His voice faltered. I brought you food and medicine. Please take both. Yes, I said to him. The paper bag felt heavy in my hand. I set it to the side and pulled the door towards me. It stopped, and I looked to the face of my friend. Van, I must say something, for I may regret it my whole life. You must move on. It's been over a year, and you've only made one piece. You're not eating. You're ill, but refuse to see the doctor. I cannot bear to see a man I care for die. I wish that I could say the sentiment had moved me, but whatever was left in my heart could no longer take any warmth. I simply cannot move on, Mr. Till, I say to him. I see his plump body stiffen. If I am to die, then let my soul be dispersed among my children, and may what's left of me be buried with my love. If it is my lack in progress for my work that concerns you, I have another piece that will be finished shortly. Mr. Till's eyes softened with a warmth that I have come to despise. That is not what I am worried about, Van. I shall see you later. Please excuse me, I said, and managed to close the door. I could hear him call out for me from beyond the oak and brass, but I did not listen. I left the bag alone to drag myself from my latest work. 
for the first time, I have devoted myself to a partner piece. After my dearest angel was destroyed, the darkness became too much to bear. I had spent six months to finish the first partner, yet still I am cold. This piece, I prayed, would send me the warmth I feel I deserve. My stomach demanded that I consume something, but I feared that I may not be able to keep it down. I had been drinking water, and when the hunger forces me, I ate bread. I feel like the birds my angel and I would feed on our picnics. If I were a bird, I would be a buzzard, licking clean the bones of what used to have life. I have given nothing to anyone. I have done nothing for anyone. If I should die, let the living keep me where I lay and forget me. I do not deserve to lay beside the angel I have murdered. I was at last given the opportunity to do some good. By no means a solace of all that I have done, but perhaps at least something to leave behind. Mr. Till had come to visit again. I have decided to leave a will, I told my friend. Once I pass, my brother-in-law is to have half of my fortune. You, Mr. Till, can have the other half. You are not going to die, Mr. Till insisted. You are going to be perfectly fine if you just eat and take your medicine. Van, please listen. I don't want your fortune. I just want my friend well again. As a request from a friend, I say, will you bring a lawyer to see me so that I may write my will? Mr. Till clenched his fists and sighed, but nodded. I know that secretly he appreciated my final act of kindness. With a fortune that I have accumulated with his help in selling my paintings, he shall live handsomely and his children will inherit as well. As for my brother-in-law, it is the least I can do for betraying his trust and not caring for his sister. Mr. Till made me soup, and would not leave until I had eaten it. Our farewell, like anyone recently, felt as though it were the last. My legs can barely lift my feet. I dragged myself to the easel and canvas and picked up my brush. I have so few paintings left with me now. Mr. Till has done a fine job selling them. His house, however, has become empty. I have considered keeping my children with me for company, but I couldn't bear to further Mr. Till's worry with a sudden desire to hoard my work. Once the lawyer arrives, I shall decide where my children will be sent if they weren't all already sold by then. Besides, it was the joy of sharing my passion to others that made my wife so proud of me before. I could not, in good conscience, keep my art trapped here with me, except for one. I keep Ferris Lady Tempera with me over my bed. It is the only thing that urges me to climb up the stairs. I cannot sleep on the floors I used to years before. The darkness is so lonely, and Ferris Lady Tempera is all I have left to comfort me. I look into my current painting, the one with the brother. Her sensuality, her passion. I can only hope that it will consume me as it did when my angel was with me. I wish for this piece to brighten the world as my wife had before. I wish for its partner to take notice of the flames and be aware of his cruelty. I want to be forgiven. I need forgiveness. The lawyer came in a few days after I summoned him from Mr. Till. I offered him a seat in the living room. He seemed to feel a bit of discomfort, but everyone did when they visited my house. I told him what I wanted. I wish for all of my assets to be split evenly between Mr. Till and Mr. Tempera. I will give my home and land to Mr. Till, who I hope may do good with it. I will give my painting, Cold King, to Mr. Till, and my newest unfinished piece, Vengeful Queen, to Mr. Tempera. 
These partner pieces signify the duality of my passion and my curse. As my wife was my passion, it is only fitting to give my latest work to my wife's brother as gratitude for allowing me to have such joy in my life for a short while. I understand, the lawyer replied. You also have a painting called Lady Tempera. Will you be leaving that with the house? My head bowed. Truthfully, it was difficult to know what would become of Ferris Lady Tempera after I passed. My only wish for that painting, I decided, is that it is placed somewhere that it can experience great care. It is my happiness and my greatest joy frozen in time. It is all I have left of her and how things used to be. It must be given the tenderness of a child and the care of a priceless jewel. The lawyer had me sign and then he left. I felt a weight roll off my shoulders. At the very least, I have left something behind to two good men. Though I am aware my brother-in-law feels contempt for me, I no longer hold the rage I used to toward him. He has the right to hate me. Though he is certain I had saved him from the creature that terrorized the town years before, I have never had the courage to tell him he was mistaken. With all his hate for me, I am not even worth the small amount of gratitude he does have. Mr. Till is too kind to tell me that I have led him to a dangerous situation as a manager. I do not provide content for him anymore, and he still comes to me with sincere kindness. I know the frustration he has with me, and I am grateful for his patience. He came to me again days after the lawyer arrived to bring me more food and medicine, as well as to take the last of my paintings to auction. I barely had the strength to keep awake for his visit. He ended up taking all the paintings to his vehicle alone. He had me sitting in my dining room with a hot bowl of soup and a glass of water. I am not leaving this house, Van, until you've eaten something more than bread. Mr. Till stayed with me and spoke to me until my bowl was finished. He told me about how his three children and his wife were doing. He let me know about my brother-in-law, who has since started arriving at the auctions. I ate and I listened, finding little energy to do much else. He told me to get plenty of sleep. I will, I told him. Vengeful Queen is almost finished now. I think I may have about one more day. I looked up to her, worshipped her, gave every stroke of my brush the passion of the violent red, the fierce yellow, and the magnificent blue that reflected in flames. Cold King lay beside me against the wall, witnessing the birth of his bride. Her eyes were ablaze, her white dress scorched and grayed with smoke. She drowned in the passion, the last of my light. My hand shook, but I forced it steady for the details. She looked down to me with the blaze in her eyes of rage while the king looked to her with the plea for mercy. He was a slave to her, as was I. My passions moved on to her, my life forfeit. With the final stroke of light, I put myself out and submitted to the cold silence I know I deserve. Thank you for listening to my tale. If you wish to find more creations of mine, please visit Harganoff Animated on YouTube, spelled H-A-R-G-A-N-O-P-H. If you wish to support me or take advantage of perks such as content a week ahead of time, sneak peeks of new projects, or chances to contribute to these tales, visit patreon.com slash Harganoff, again spelled H-A-R-G-A-N-O-P-H. 
G-A-N-O-P-H. I find such delight in sharing my stories with you. Hopefully, I will see you again soon.